Good morning, world. Welcome to another episode of Zendependently Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I hope you enjoy this episode. If you're interested in more content like this and podcasts in the future, stay tuned because it's only going to get better from here. And if you have friends, best friends, girlfriends, significant others, whoever, be a good friend and share Zendependently Minded with them because it's only the best combat sports news, analysis, and discussion podcast out there. So on today's episode, of independently minded. I just wanted to talk about UFC 249 again. I know I've probably done about three or four podcasts, I think, on it, but I just wanted to kind of bring up and give you guys my thoughts on the the news of the possible possible what basically what they're targeting for the new UFC 249, which is supposed to be May 9th, if everything works out. Fingers crossed. So Dana White, as always, um, he's as courageous as always. He's, um, he's a go-getter. He's, he's trying to make a UFC card happen. Um, he's been saying the United States needs sports. They need entertainment and he's completely right. So he's come out and basically announced or, uh, kind of talked to some MMA reporters. I think Brett Okamoto was the first person to report on this, but I'm just going to talk about basically a few of the fights and, um, that they're targeting. Obviously the number one that they're still trying to go forward with is Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje for the interim lightweight belt. So I'm actually really excited about this fight. I voiced my opinion on it in my last two podcasts. I really like Tony Ferguson's style. I really like Justin Gaethje's style. And those two styles are going to clash and going to make a very exciting fight. And I'm okay with this fight. Obviously, it's a given that any MMA fan, even some of the casuals and, of, of course, the super fans want Khabib and Tony. Because those are the two best lightweights. They've been the two best lightweights for the past six or seven years. And we want to see the best face the best. That's that's how it's always been in all sports. We want the best to go against the best to see who is truly the best. Um, but Khabib is unable to fight, obviously. Uh, it's a sad thing, but I'd rather see fights um, than not see any fights. I don't want to be too picky. I know a lot of MMA fans, including myself, have gotten very spoiled because there have been some fight of the nights, fight of the year contenders almost every week um, or every other week in the UFC for the past five years. They've just, they've had a lot of firework events, a lot of really exciting events. So I'm actually excited about Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje if they are able to have the fight. Um, Like I said, fingers crossed. I'm not going to get my hopes up because I don't want to get disappointed. If you keep your expectations and hopes low, then it's really hard to get disappointed. That's what I found uh, in life. But another fight, another bout that they're trying to get signed is Henry Cejudo and Dominic Cruz. And this is one that I possibly could be more excited about than Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje because both guys are the cream of the crop when it comes to the term martial artist. Henry Cejudo was able to overcome some serious leg damage when he fought Marlon Marais and he was just able to come back and weather the storm and not panic. And it's an underrated, it's an underrated skill when it comes to combat sports. A lot of people can watch and be like, oh yeah, I can get in there and do this. But like Mike Tyson says, everyone has a plan to get punched in the face. And Henry Cejudo is underrated in that sense because he's able to not panic, not completely abandon the game plan, or in his case, when he fought Marlin, adapt and make go to plan B or plan C all the way down the line to plan Z the best martial artists that are able to do that. And that's what Henry Cejudo was able to do. And he's 
He's cringy. I mean, his nickname is Triple Cringe or Triple C or whatever. Um, he's a cringy guy, but that's how he promotes his fights. And as a martial artist and as a fighter, doesn't get better than Henry Cejudo. And then Dominic Cruz, uh, in my opinion, is the greatest bantamweight of all time. He, when you hear him commentate, you can just tell Dominic Cruz has fight IQ through the roofs and he's able to see things, break them down and just give you a perspective that most people, especially even fighters that are in there and have experienced these things, he's able to give those, those kind of outlooks and those views and perspectives better than anybody. So it's been four years since he's fought last and obviously last time he fought, he fought Cody Garbrandt and lost. But I think just seeing how smart Dominic Cruz is, I think he'll be able to come in and give Henry Cejudo a run for his money. And I do think he'll be able to beat Henry. So that's a fight I'm really excited about. Um, Henry's one of those guys like GSP who can take layoffs. He's proven before. He can take a layoff and he can come back and be better. Or he could be as good, if not better. So that's something I'm really excited about. And then the rest of the card is just, it's really stacked. The UFC is really, they're really trying to make this, because this is the first card, I think, in about a month already since UFC Brazil. They're trying to make this card stacked. They want the fans to tune in. They want to get sales, obviously. That's the point of a business. And I think they're going to do it because the rest of this card is insane. We have another championship bout between Amanda Nunes and Felicia Spencer. That's another fireworks potential fight of the night, fight of the year fight right there. Because, I mean, what else is there for me to say or for anybody to say about Amanda Nunes? She's the GOAT when it comes to female martial artists. And Felicia Spencer is a good contender. And I think that's going to be possibly the best fight on this card. Um, and that those are just the main events. Those are the three title fights that they feature. The rest of the fight card is insane. We have Francis Ngannou and Jarzinho Rosenstrike. That's another fireworks fight. That's another back and forth brawl. It's going to be a battle. Two power punchers. I do think Francis Ngannou is going to come out on top because Jarzinho Rosenstrike in his last fight with Alistair Overeem he was getting dominated the whole entire fight up until that that blow that knocked over him down and then cut his lip or whatever. But up until that point, he was getting dominated, and I do think Francis is going to outbox him, and he will land a power shot that will end him and give him his first loss. <clears throat> Another fight on here that's crazy is Jeremy Stevens and Calvin Cater. Jeremy Stevens is one of the most violent and best finishers in the whole entire history of combat sports. And Calvin Cater is another guy in the 45-pound division that's on the come up. And I think he's going to I think he's going to be a threat in the division if he isn't already. So that's another fight I'm really excited about. Uh, kind of slowing it down, pulling the brakes on this one. Donald Cerrone and Anthony Pettis. Uh, it's not a fight that I'm excited about. I want to see Donald Cerrone retire. I think he's gotten his brain pounded too much. You can tell the way he talks, he has a lot of brain damage, um, and he has a family. I want him to retire and be able to take care of his family and be there to raise his kids and be there for his wife. And Anthony Pettis, uh, Anthony Pettis, I don't think is ready yet to hang up the gloves, but you can tell when he fights, um, I think there's something they're missing. He's just, he's not on the same speed as these other guys. When he fought Anthony Pettis, he just, he looked like he was fighting at half speed and Anthony Pitt, uh, and Nate Diaz was fighting two times speed. And then when he fought, who was the last person he fought? Uh, I think it was Diego Ferreira. 
when he fought him, he he just he looked slow. He didn't maybe there's passion gone, I'm not sure, but he just didn't look too good. So this is a fight I'm not too excited about. I don't really want to see them two fight, but I'm happy they're able to make money and compete in a sport that they love. There's uh, another bout with Greg Hardy and Jorgen DeCastro. It's going to be interesting to see how Greg Hardy bounces back after his loss against, I think he fought Alexei Olenek. Um, now he, he fought Alexander Volkov, I believe. One of those two guys he fought and he lost recently, but I was, I was surprised to see him step up and take on a veteran. Um, it was his toughest challenge and he came up short, but it'll be interesting to see what he's able to do against Jorgen DeCastro. And then coming down the line, the last few fights that have, that are being targeted, they're not confirmed. There's Alexia Linick, Fabricio Verdum. That's a really good fight. Carla Esparza, Michelle Watterson. Two, cream of the crop, female martial artists. It's going to be a great fight. Jacare Souza, Uriah Hall. These are all, these are all guys that could, all these fights, um, with the exception of the three main events, obviously, or the three title fights, every single fight on this card could be a main event on a fight night. So this whole entire card is stacked in. If anybody could pull it off, it could be Dana White. So, like I said, cautiously optimistic, but I'm not going to get my hopes too up too high, but I'm very, very excited to just have some fights. I think I, I, think I speak for most MMA fans and most of the MMA community. We just want fights. Um, of course, we have a fight pass. You can watch every single UFC fight in the past ever, and you can also watch some of the Pride fights. I know on that app they're uploading some martial arts movies, so we have a lot of content to delve into and to kind of satisfy the hunger for fights, but I'm running out of fuel and I really want some fights, and I think I speak for most of the MMA community, so fingers crossed, hopefully Dana White can pull this off, and we'll see how it plays out in the future, and it's definitely going to shake up a lot of divisions. Um, Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje is going to shake up the lightweight division because there are a couple other guys in there that feel that they're worthy of a title shot. Obviously, whoever wins between Tony and Justin Gage will be the interim belt holder, and they immediately get the next title shot. So we're gonna see how that plays out. It's definitely gonna throw some. Uh, it's gonna throw a wrench into the machine and kind of change things up and make it exciting. So we'll see how that goes. Thank you for tuning in on this episode of Zendependently Minded. Make sure you share with your friends and stay tuned because it's only gonna get better from here. Thank you.